Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. The Windy City Podcast on the road. We are coming to you from David Kaplan at the Catman's Lake House today. Herb Howard, my guy, getting ready for training camp. We've got an Robert Quinn imitation coming. Uh, it's a fun episode. Cap jumping in, screaming about how bad the Bears are. I think you will enjoy this one, and thank you for being here for DeWindy City Chicago Bears podcast with training camp right around the corner. So, big week for yours truly made national news with my interview with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I huge fan of Wiggins, always have been, loved him coming out of KU, and I thought the Minnesota Timberwolves were absolutely nuts. Actually, excuse me, the Cleveland Cavaliers were nuts to trade Wiggins to Minnesota and the Timberwolves for Kevin Love. I thought that Wiggins, along with LeBron, along with Kyrie, that could have been a dynasty in Cleveland. And Wiggins finally getting a championship this year with the Warriors after a somewhat tumultuous road to get there. But more importantly, I asked him on the back end because he was one of the last guys to get vaccinated. And some people said, at least it was reported, that it brought the team together. So I'm like, hey, Wiggy, you know, you'd get in that, uh, that vaccine. Did that actually bring the Warriors team together on a whole nother level, which ended up with you guys winning a title and being oh so sweet and being the Celtics in the NBA Finals? And then he just shocked me, really, with his answer saying, I wish that I hadn't gotten vaccinated. You know, I'm happy that we won and all, but it wasn't my choice, and I still wish that I didn't put that stuff in my body. So, of course, that went pretty crazy, and I appreciate everyone who gave us gave me attribution and then there's guys like my guy down in indianapolis doing a youtube video for outkick and there is no love from dan dockage come on dan i've been on your radio show buddy you want to twist and turn wiggins is take into some political statement to Try to inflame the masses. The you know you could at least credit. Hey, Mark Carmen of Fansided did a sweet interview with Andrew Wiggins where he talked about him being in Cleveland. Actually, I never watched that part, but yeah, I just saw these quotes about Wiggins and vaccines, and I'm going to use this to just scream about freedom and everything else, and 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 do what so many have done around the vaccine. I just would have liked a little attribution, that's all. You can have your vaccine takes. But, you know, just, hey, if I, if I take something for one of your interviews, I'm crediting you. I think the Carm deserves the same treatment, Dan. That's all I'm asking for on everyone else who did that. But thank you to Wiggy for being on. He was promoting Invisalign. See, Invisalign, I got your back too. There you go. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to Andrew Wiggins. All right, 
Back to the Bears. Back to Herb Howard. Back to the lake house where Cap and I, we, uh, he took me out on his pontoon boat. He made me some great brats. We had a burger. There was a cucumber salad. And then we talked Bears. DeWindy City Chicago Bears podcast starts right now. Showtime. I got to tell you, I think we have the best endorsement for Justin Fields yet that just came in today. Uh, I saw it. I thought it was good. I was fair because it went through the negatives and it mentioned cautious, the cautious optimism. And I thought they were all very, very good. Yeah. So, okay. So there, there are two. Now the the one that you're talking about was uh, which I which I sent to you and I have here for uh, I just thought a very interesting thread that uh, credit to Sharp Clark at Sharp Clark NFL and he does a 16 part thread the upside case for Justin Fields a thread on why I can't join the masses fading the Bears after watching every snap of his rookie season. Now this was a this was a very detailed and you know Sharp Clark if you're watching DeWindy I have not I did not know about you until today I am now one of your followers and appreciate your football knowledge but basically what he did was he outlined that okay Justin Fields is flat-footed in the pocket and he's late and it doesn't look good in fact it looks terrible um, so but the positive. Right is when he's out of the pocket, he looks fantastic. And he shows that he can put balls where only wide receivers, tight ends can catch them, and that there is a skill set that can be built around with a good coaching staff. So I'm like, this is, I I thought, a really excellent breakdown of what is possible if he is actually coached correctly. So um, I don't know. I I know that you're on the train. You were you're riding the, the fields choo choo, but I thought I, this I know was you're a, still on the platform. Yeah, and it's uh, well, I, I am, but, but in training camps coming up, Eric, good to see you, Candace. Thanks so much for jumping hey, in Candace. here. Uh, he he lays out two seasons that you know uh, one elite quarterback and one not so elite quarterback had. Let's start with an elite quarterback, an MVP in 2019. Lamar Jackson went 14 and 2, okay? The, the Ravens went 14 and 2. He threw for 3127 yards. He ran for 1206, which was tops on the team ahead of Mark Ingram, ahead of Gus Edwards. His leading receiver was Mark Edwards, the tight end with 64 catches, followed by Marquise Brown with 46. Not you know, not huge numbers from a wide receiver. And then if you're going to go le- – okay, fine, he's, he's, he's not Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts last year, same deal, 9-8. and eight. Bears fans, I think we'd be happy if we got to 9-8. and eight. Hurts, 3,100 yards passing, 784 rushing. Again, the same formula, leading – you know, not a ton of yards, leading rusher on the team, ahead of Mike Sanders, ahead of Jordan Howard. And his best receiver uh, caught 64 balls, Devontae Smith. And then you had Dallas Goddard. So – uh, and, and they were nine and eight. So better defenses, sure. But I, I, I actually, I thought this was a, a, a decent layout. That well, he, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't, you know, Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. He, they, they had a formula for how to win. I don't know if Luke Getzky can do this, but I, I'm starting to get excited here, Herb. That's where I'm at. 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to win football games, Carl. There just is. And everybody doesn't have to be the same. There it doesn't have to be. I know we have this idea in our mind of what a, what a starting quarterback in the NFL should look like and what his footwork should look like and what his throwing motion should look like. And anytime somebody deviates from that, they have an elongated throwing motion. I understand the pros and the cons of all those things. I get it. What I'm saying is you can still win games even if your quarterback isn't Peyton Manning-esque or Tom Brady-esque. You just have to understand what he does well and then allow him to do those things. And those things may require less of a supporting cast than your prototypical quarterback because they can create, because they can make plays on their own with their feet. And for whatever reason, they seem to be much more comfortable throwing on the run. Some of those throws that Justin made on the run were absolutely ridiculous throws across the body, back, like ridiculous throws. And if that's where he throws best, then get him out of the pocket and let him do it. Right, and this does not – it's not rocket science. This is what he does best. So you would think that – I mean, Luke Getzey's not walking around Lake Forest right now thinking, well, how the hell are we going to use this guy? No, this is exactly how we're going to use this guy. This is what he does best. We're going to build off of that. And by the way, I want the Bears to win football games. That would make for a fun season. It would suck if 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 field sucks and the and the defense sucks and they win no games. But then okay, fine, you're gonna have a really high draft pick and a ton of money, so that would be interesting. But let's but the bigger deal to me is figuring out how he's going to play and be successful, not just this coming year, but going forward. Like having an actual formula where he when his head hits the pillow at night, he knows that these guys understand me. They're gonna get the best out of me, and this is where. I feel comfortable and how I can go from here and, and get to whatever my capabilities are in the NFL. So it's not just about winning games this year. It's just about him get getting him comfortable, period. It's about getting him acclimated into the way that he has to be for the Bears to be successful. And again, that can look any one of a myriad of ways, and it's fine. It does not have to look the same as every other quarterback. It can look completely different. It can look similar to the examples that you just gave, like – it, it can be whatever it takes to win games. And you just put him in that system and let him do it. And so if he's going to be booting outside, it's going to be a lot of play action, all those types of things, cool. Let him do those things, and you can still win games that way. You can still keep the chains moving, which is all the Bears need to be able to do. But if they establish that this year, even if you're talking about nine wins as a ceiling for the Bears, which I certainly think is the ceiling for the Bears this year, if you establish this is how we can win football games and Justin gets really, really comfortable in it and then he comes back year two and gets his system, now you've got something that you can really build with and work on. Yeah, so I'm just I'm putting up these the, some of the clips here. I'm looking for exactly the one that I want here. Um, there's one oh, – okay. This, this was an interesting one. Finally, his poor mechanics led to inaccuracy from the pocket. He had the second highest bad throw percentage on the season. It's hard to throw consistently with good timing when receivers are moving, and so he missed a lot of easy throws. I think people kind of forget that part. But then he gets to eventually uh, this one. When he can roll out and shrink the field, good things happen. Look at him straight up beat Nick Bosa to the edge. I don't have the video for you, but here you go. You can see there's Bosa, there's Fields, uh, you know, at the 40-yard line. He's, He's about to beat him. And then he writes, that's Nick Bosa, and he made him look slow. Like, like that just popped for me. Like, okay, there's an elite dude. He's beating him to the short side of the field. He's picking up a ch- you know, 10, 15 yards, and and the offense all of a sudden looks a whole lot better. And we were, how much were we screaming last year? Get him out of the pocket. Get him out of the pocket. And they just didn't do it. So, I mean, 
Listen, if, you got, if you got a Ferrari, you drive it like a Ferrari, right? You don't. Right. It doesn't have to be a minivan. Shout out to minivans. They're safe. You can fit a lot of people in them. Gets us where we're going. It's all good, right? It's not as not nearly as dangerous as a Ferrari. But if you have the Ferrari, don't try to put six soccer players in the back and drive forty miles an hour at ten and two. Right, and he might not be a Ferrari. He might be a Miata. He might be an old school Toyota Celica, but still, you don't drive the Celica like the like the like the the minivan. I love a shout out to minivans. Actually, no shout out to minivans. Minivans are terrible. Oh my uh, god, I drove one in high school, man. <laughs> I was supposed to have a Monte Carlo. Like my brother had a Monte Carlo, and so my brother went to go to college. He couldn't take his car his first year. I'm like, I get to drive the MC to school every day. My mom right. wrecked the MC while I was still on my permit. I'm like, why oh. did you? And then I and then I was stuck with the minivan. It got you around, but it it, it, it it's not the same. It's not the same it, as the Monte Carlo. Not, it did have its perks, though. That's all we'll say about that. Yeah, I was gonna say there are some options with the minivan that could have been <laughs> great for a young Herb Howard. We don't have to talk about that today, but congratulations, because uh, you just alluded to it. I'm very proud of you. I was not doing that in my high school career uh, with a minivan or or or, or anything, but you know. It got a little better at college, you know. We we turned it around at Iowa. Thank you, thank you, Hawkeyes. There we but go. He, all right, I want to give you what I thought was a great quote from our former bear, the dude who came to rescue us last year, uh, Jason Peters, off his fishing boat. He was on Sirius XM NFL. He's talking about fields, and he says this: Once he gets the offensive line set, that guy is going to be special. He can throw, he can run, he can make all the plays he needs to make. So what I love about that from Peters, he's not on the team anymore. Right. He doesn't need to be saying nice things. Right. Right. So when you've got uh, different dudes who, who who are wanting to move up the depth chart, saying that he's the GOAT on Instagram – Offensive lineman Davenport, you know that 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 doesn't ring as true as a as a vet who's gone and and doesn't have much. You know he he could easily said he's got a chance to be really good. That's not what he said. He went he went a lot further than that. So I thought it was I, hey okay Jason Peters I, I I like what you're doing. And this is a guy who's seen a lot of football. This is a guy who's seen a lot of football, a lot of different yeah. quarterbacks. He knows what he knows what he's talking about and think that his ceiling is that high and he far to he, like you said he could have just casually said you know i think the kids got talent and i'm excited to see what comes he was like no he's going to be special like to me that means something from a, a, a probable future hall of Famer. yeah uh and i and i buy it too like look he can make all the plays he just and his pocket stuff uh it i would i'd like to think let's be optimistic here but uh, it can get better, right? Uh, that's not something that you can't teach some dude that, hey, beat, beat Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa off the edge here. Just just go do that. that. You're not teaching that. Hey, man, be more on your tiptoes. Be, be, be quicker, all that stuff. You, 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 you can do that. Um, so I, I really yeah, I, 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 I don't want to go too far. That stuff just kind of Just, just kind of, just kind of watching him. He was like, like so flat-footed, and I think some of that was them just kind of taking and making away from him. And so you talk about him not scanning the field and he's not moving targets. I don't think they wanted him to. I think they were like, "Hey, 
One read, snap, throw it. One read, snap, throw it. And I think that as he goes through his progressions, it'll just kind of naturally happen where he's kind of up on his toes, patting his feet more, skilled, moving people with his eyes, those types of things. I'm not I'm off the hook. I'm on the record. I think he's going to be good. But I'm not going to let him off the hook. He did do a lot of things bad, but I saw so many tools that he has that should allow him to be really, really, really good. Yeah, and we apologize. Herb's going a little bit in and out here, but we're battling today. We're keep we're we're we're, we're fingers crossing that uh, we'll we'll get all the, the 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 good Herb out there. And uh, you know, we appreciate you hanging in or jumping on in. Patterson is no longer vested. Strong words. I think you mean Peters, but Patterson's the same thing. Love you. Where goes one? Thank you for being a part of the Windy City Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Training camp uh, right around the corner. Uh, any training camp battles? that are most interesting for you, Herb? I think, you know, everyone's going to have a strong look at the offensive line. How is this going to go down? Who the hell is going to be protecting Justin Fields? And, uh, look, Larry Bourne, Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, all eyes on you all three, uh, rookie slash uh, second-year player slash second-year player who barely played, also really a rookie. I, to me, that's the biggest one. Yeah, offensive line is, is is number one. I want to find out what's going to happen at right guard, what they're going to do at the tackle spots, but also what happens at that nickel spot on the defense. That's going to be key. Who's going to come away with, and be that starting nickel, that, that 12th starter on the field for you? And I think that's going to be a really, really important battle. I, I, think, Thomas, I think Thomas Graham probably gets the first crack at it, but I don't know that he actually go ahead, goes ahead and wins it. I also want to see, you know, what happens – with Kyler on the outside, how quickly does he settle into being your number two corner? And how confident are the Bears that he's going to go out there and play well at that position? What's he look like in the preseason? So those are a couple of positions I'm going to be looking for in addition to offensive line and right guard. But looking at um, the nickel spot and also the, 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 the camp that Kyler Gordon has is going to be critical. So I got I – got, there he is, Herbie. Yeah. We, we, we got the cap, man. Uh, let me take this up. Let's try to do this. Cappy, thank you for hosting us, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. It's an honor to have you here and have your show here. Yeah. Carm has been hanging at the lake all day. I heard that, Cap. I heard I heard you laid it out for him. I heard you threw some things on the grill. Y'all been hanging out having a good time. Yeah, cooked some burgers, some brats. We took the boat out. Now we're going to go out and get a little uh, custard. And then we'll turn him back out in the wild. Yeah, this is you can see the high tech here that we're doing here at Cappy Land. But what's uh, Cappy? How many wins for the Bears? Let's go right now. What do you got? Four and thirteen. Oh, Cap. I mean, I, look, the over under six and a half. I would not play the over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel on that. So I, I'm, I'm thinking six wins is. The, I think six wins is their floor. I think that the coaching staff is going to understand enough. In terms of what they can wait, do, wait, wait, wait. you said six is the floor. That's what I believe. That's what I, I think. I think six is the minimum. I think nine is the ceiling for them, and I think it's predicated on the coaches just understanding what they have, not trying to make them do things that they can't do. Nine? Run the football, play the defense. Look, I know everyone hates Matt Nagy. I get it. Matt Nagy. He's still a, a reasonably intelligent football mind. It's not like we grab some guy off the street and say, well, coach an NFL team. There's no talent on this roster. So wait a minute. You let Mac Goldman, 
Robinson, Trevathan, and I can keep going. And you added nobody. So how do you think you're going to be better? I think you play better. I think you play you play the game better, like in terms of the game plan. I'm not saying that the roster got better. I'm not saying I am uh, excited about anybody on their front offensive line or any of those receivers out wide. I'm not excited about none of that. But if the coaching staff understands that, runs the football, gets Justin Fields out of the pocket, plays a time-controlled football game, they have an opportunity to pick up six wins. I think you'll beat the Lions twice. I think you'll beat the, the, the Lions Giants. are going to finish second in the division. You are the only you the second person that's told me that too. I think I both think of y'all crazy. Division, and I think the Lions are the su- surprise team in the division. I really believe that. See, everybody sleeps on my guy Kirk Cousins and his thirty-three touchdowns and his seven interceptions last year. If everyone wants to jump up Detroit. I, I'm not ready to go there. I but I, you want to tell me that the Lions are going to be better than the Bears? I can hear you. No chance. I, oh, the Lions will be better than the Bears. I, Correct. Clearly, the Bears have picked a lane, and that's fine. But they pick. They've embraced the suck. <laughs> if you do not pick in the top ten next year, then this was an awful off season. Did nothing to try. If you win nine games and you did nothing to try and help your team, shame on them. Say so if they do win nine, that's a bad thing. Still, no, no, no. I'm saying you're saying they could win nine football games. Yeah, they made no moves to help their team. A nine-win team, if you actually invested in it in the offseason, might be an eleven-win football team. Hold on, hold on a second. All right. I think this is a. Three and fourteen to six and eleven max football team. What about an Equiminius St. Brown? What about a Byron Pringle? Talk to me about the, the draft in itself. Kyler Gordon coming in and making an instant impact, Cappy. I'm laying it out. It's Justin Fields in year two, a Marcus Davenport, brilliance of Ryan Pulse, seeing a fifth round guy who can step in and immediately be your left tackle. You now you get to move Borm to right tackle where he feels comfortable. Next thing you know, Tevin Jenkins with his short arms, he slides right into right guard. You've got a youthful offensive line, middle of the season, they're cohesive and they're running the football. You you go out and you make you make moves for Nikhil Harry, you pick him up for a seventh round draft pick. Yeah, it doesn't look sexy. But he can block. So now you're running a little RPO situation. Field is leading the team in rushing. If Bill Belichick is giving away to kill Harry for a seventh round pick two years from now. He sucks. And Equinemius St. Brown had the grand total of zero touchdowns last year with Aaron Rodgers as the MVP is quarterback. Stop yourself. And they let Devontae Adams go. And they didn't want to keep him. Stop. You're upsetting where goes one. He, he you're no, no, it, it's, it's, it's July 20th. We're at the lake house. We've got a, we've got a beautiful pontoon bone out there. We've got, we've got a, 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 we've got a direction for the football team. We've got an easy schedule. Would you agree there? Very, very easy. No, no. you don't think the schedule's easy. There is Perfect. no such thing as an easy schedule. There isn't. Agreed, but agreed, but some are less tough than others. If you get the Giants, the Jets, the Lions twice, the Falcons, Jets are going to beat the dog out of the Bears. They are not. They are. <laughs> Would you like to bet? Make a side wager right now that the Bears lose both games in New York. I'll take that bet. I'll take that. Yeah, bet. I'll take that bet. I bet. I, I, we'll, we'll get one. 
Let's go. We're, we're, we'll, we'll take down the Giants. And I mean, I've seen these people. Eight wins. Where are eight wins coming? I'm pulling up. Herb, I don't They're going to lose to the Niners, 0-1. They're going to lose to the Packers, 0-2. All right, I think we split the first two weeks. Let's go. Let's 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 pull off a miracle. Trey Lance is going to come in here, and Justin Jones is going to eat him. Let's. I, I refuse to take on this negativity pill right now. With uh, it's not negativity; it's being honest. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you're being negative just for negative sake. I think that you. I understand what you're saying. It's got a lot of merit. It logically makes sense. I'm just saying that if they play the game the right way, they can still find a way to win six to nine games. And I'm looking at the Detroit Lions. We, we want to go through this? You say 0-2? Oh go through the schedule. I, my phone's not working. I can't do it. Pull it. Do you, do you have no, it? I got you. I, yeah. I got you. We got, we got the 49ers week one. 0-1. Oh I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do know about that. They should have beat San Francisco last year. No, they got smoked in the fourth quarter. No, no. I, I when, like Justin Fields, when Justin Fields ran the 23-yard touchdown, you thought they were going to win. You thought they were, and then the Niners pulled away. Uh, you, you're, they're going to lose at Green Bay. They're 0-2. Sure, they're going to lose at Green Bay. Okay, then the Houston Texans come to Chicago. One, You, you don't think Lovey Smith is going to have his team oh, come on. so jacked to play? No, no, no. That, I'm not saying that Lovey's going to win. Stanley. Stanley. I'm not telling you Lovey's going to win. Stanley doesn't like this take, Cap. That is no layup. I, I'm yeah, telling I, I, you. I agree with you. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Houston Texans are, are – are, Stanley. We're doing a – Stanley, we're doing a podcast. We got to – you, you got to subscribe to the Wendy. Uh, I don't understand, buddy. I understand. You're okay. I know. It's a pontoon boat. There's a pontoon boat out there, Cappy. <laughs> You're a great dog. You're a great dog. Let me give you a little. I just, don't, I just don't think I don't think Stanley likes Caps take. That's all. The Houston Texans are, are and the Atlanta Falcons are the two worst teams in football. We are beating the Houston Texans. Come on, that is that. We're, that I mean, according to you guys, they're going into New York twice and winning. They're going to Atlanta I said and once. Winning. One of the games. One of the games. And and, and I'll say another thing. Look, you you you, can, you cannot sit here in your house in Oshkosh and, and say that anything nice about Lovey. Lovey Smith is not somebody that we're going to – I'm not fearing Lovey coming in here. I refuse to fear Lovey. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you guys get back to your podcast. <laughs> I'm just telling you, they're going to be awful. <laughs> they, they, so after after Houston comes here and gets beat, Lovey motivated and all, then they go to New York, pick up one of those wins from the Giants. They go to Minnesota to see your boy, Kirk Cousins. That's probably a little bit. Okay. Uh, then that, that Washington helps. comes in. Be- uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. Am I back? Am I good? Am I here? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, I mean, that's 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 the that's the hill that we're climbing up against with some Bears fans. Not not the diehards that come to this show or many other shows, but that 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 right there is is how most people I think are looking at the season, which is fine. That's cool. You can be pleasantly surprised when it, when it comes rolling through, or 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 whatever. We'll just all be in that spot, and we'll be like, okay, fine. They they, they were they were terrible again, and we'll have a high draft pick and all the dough, and things will turn around. But I I do think keep going through the schedule. Let's keep going. Minnesota, okay, go ahead. All right, after Minnesota, uh, week six, Washington comes to Chicago. The Commanders, winnable. Keep going. 
That's winnable. Then you go out to New England, and then you'll have, you know, the two second-year quarterbacks headlining. I think that's a Monday night or Sunday night game. Patriots are going to be terrible. Nobody on that defense is any good. Patriots are going to be terrible. <laughs> no, what did he say? Oh, my God. <laughs> I got an oh, my God from way back there. Hey, look, now I'm not New England – I'll give you all the credit, Bill. You got to you got to ten wins last year. It ain't gonna be this season. New England could easily finish last in that division. How's that? I'll go I there. See, I could see that after they go from New England, week eight they are at Dallas. Go out there to see the Cowboys. I never believe in the Cowboys. I think they're always beatable, even when they have good teams. I think they're beatable. That, I don't think we're beating Dallas. I, I actually like Dallas this year, but um, and and Michael Parsons might that could be. Hey, Michael Parsons is legit. Then, okay. then that, yeah, that, that dude could be your NFL def- defensive player of the year right there. That's going to be very – that will be a tough one, but, but keep going. They come home, and the Dolphins come in week nine, November 6th. The Dolphins will be Miami, here. Miami stinks. Tua stinks. Tyreek Hill's not saving that team. Winnable game. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Tua. Then the next week, they stay at home. Detroit comes to town. I don't know why everybody's on this Detroit bandwagon. Like, they haven't been the Lions for 30 years. Like it doesn't matter who they have. They they've got arguably the they've got one of the best running backs ever. Didn't matter. One of the best wide receivers ever. Didn't matter. Like they have a win. It doesn't matter. It, it, look, I'll give Detroit a win. That's fine. We're splitting with Detroit. No problem. We split with Detroit. We split with Minnesota. We lose both games to Green Bay. Okay. Right. I mean, that's, next week that's we're in week eleven, November twentieth in Atlanta. Falcons suck. Worst team in football. Yeah. Worst team in football. Winnable Stay on the game. road week 12 to go see the Jets. Winnable game. Absolutely. Week 13, December 4th, Packers coming to Soldier Field. Loss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then they have their bye week 14. Week 15, December 18th, the Eagles come to Soldier Field. That's Winnable. not a game I'm scared of. The following week, Buffalo comes to Soldier Field. They'll beat the Bears. Get smoked. Okay. <laughs> week 17, January 1, New Year's Day, they are in Detroit. I don't want to be okay. Detroit for New Year's Eve. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so, so so we're battling for our seventh or eighth or ninth win there against the Lions last week of yeah. the season. And Not then you close time. out again, Minnesota comes to Soldier Field. Right. So, okay, listen. I, I Again, I don't care how I, – I really, really don't care how many games they win this year. Doesn't matter. All I care about is that the quarterback takes a, a massive step forward. However, when you look at the schedule, if he does that, and, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like, the defense is a major concern too. Who's, who's, uh, who's getting to the quarterback? And, by the way, do we think that Robert Quinn is coming to training camp? I do. You do. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be there. I've been saying this since he's since he's been holding out or whatever he's been doing, not showing up to mandatory workouts. But I think that when it's time, he'll roll out of bed and come and he'll ball. Like I just I just I don't think he's like trying to make a statement. I don't think he's really upset. I just he's just a regular. I just don't think he cares that much. Like yeah, I'll be there in a minute, man. So so when Robert Quinn gets asked at training camp, why didn't you come to mini camp? What do you think he says? Um, you know, I was just, you know, I know my body and, uh, you know, I was getting myself ready. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I've been through a few of these and, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. And, you know, it's time to ball. Here I am. 
Robert, did you feel like you? Robert, did you feel like you let your teammates down by not showing up at minicamp? I mean, I hope not. You know, that wasn't my intention. Just trying to do what I got to do, get my body ready. I know my body, work on my back. You know, I'm here with the guys. They they all welcome me back with open arms. Everything seems fine. So, you know, whatever. My teammates don't uh, – Cap in the background, if you could hear, is like, no, I didn't want to be there because they don't want to play on this dead-ass team. That's not what Robert Quinn's going to say. He walked out the door. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Rob's good. I think Rob literally – I completely agree. Do you think you let your teammates down? No, they knew where I stood. They knew I'd be there when it mattered, something along those lines. Yeah. I, my whole goal this year actually is to get to know Robert Quinn if the Bears don't trade him, which they still should, by the way. Nothing to do with him holding out or whatever he's doing, missing minicamps. Right. But, but if he is on the field, then that seemingly, I mean, will make the defense a whole lot better. Um, but I, I, that, I just – getting back to the original point – Justin Jones is holding down this three technique. Roquan is somehow going to be running free and making plays. Kyler Gordon stepping right in. Same thing with Jaquan Brisker. Uh, great story on Brisker, by the way, at, at the Bears website and the Bears YouTube. So I'm talking about a guy that I'm rooting for. Uh, Jaquan would be would certainly one of them. But it, it, we're asking a lot defensively. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that for me, the biggest concern with them defensively is up front in the middle. I think. I think Robert will be fine. I think Travis Gibson will take another step forward, and I think he'll be a significant contributor on that defense. They got to find somebody else to kind of be that third guy, and we'll see, you know, who can hop into that rotation. Um, but the interior of that line scares me. Um, I like, you know, some of the things they can do against the run, Kyra's Tonga and whatnot. But in terms of pushing the pocket or penetrating and making plays in the backfield, I don't know that we have that guy. If Justin Jones is supposed to be that guy, fine. But what I know about this defense is the three technique, he has to be a monster, not just a guy. He's got to be a stud. He's got to be Warren Sapp, Tommy Harris, Aaron Donald. Like he's got to be a guy. And he's, I don't, we don't have that. And so when you don't have that, and then you also have smaller, if not undersized linebackers, you need people to, you need bodies to keep those, to keep those guards off of Roquan Smith so that he can run around and make those plays. We're talking about the speed they have at linebacker. That speed is not going to matter if you got 330 leaning on you as soon as the ball snaps. So uh, exactly. I'm concerned about that. Yeah, it's 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 extremely it's concerning. concerning. And uh, speaking of, when they did have guys in the middle who could play, there, at one time Eddie Goldman could, uh, but Eddie announcing on Tuesday uh, that he's retiring and basically all of Bears Twitter – is saying that he retired three years ago and that he just simply uh, did not want to play football, sat out 2020, uh, and then tells the Falcons that he's out, uh, 28 years old. Poles, by the way, saving the Bears $7 million, uh, when they cut him. So good on you, Ryan Poles. Uh, but I don't know what happened. When, you know, when you don't want to play football, you don't want to play football. And Eddie Goldman clearly did not want to play football. I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes there, but uh, just kind of an odd ending to a bizarre career. Yeah, that's not something – football is not something you can kind of do. You know what I mean? It's just – it's too demanding. It's too taxing on the body for you to kind of do it. Either you're all in, you should probably get all out before you get yourself hurt. And I think that Eddie Goldman is just an example of somebody who happened to be good at football and maybe didn't love it. And and that's okay, right? That, that That's fine. He played. He got him through college. 
it got him a good start financially in life. Maybe, you know, hopefully he can take care of himself and make good decisions and, and be okay. I just don't think he was a guy who loved the game. He just happened to be really, really big and for a while, really, really good. Obviously, one of the best players in high school, Florida State. Then you're a second round draft, you're all American. Like, so I think he happened to be really, really good and he showed flashes of it as a bear. Never really sustained it or made like huge game changing impact plays. I like him. I really did like him as a football player. Apparently, he just didn't like the game as much as we like watching him play. So just to shout out my guys, Hamp and OB, I've been doing that post game for seven years on GN. And when I watch the game with them, they see things that most fans just don't see. When you, sure. when you, you know, they're they're, And there was a period of time where Dan Hampton, who does not throw a lot of praise at a lot of players, you know, you got you to gotta earn that if it's coming out of his mouth towards you. He was all in, and so was OB on, on Goldman. They were loving what they were seeing from him. And then, like, you know, the last whatever, it's like, I don't know what happened to this dude. Like, it was, you know, just calling it out like he's just getting his, his ass kicked out there. Um, and last year, I guess he was just never healthy or whatever. But uh, yeah. and, and I don't know how much we want to credit give credit to Ryan Poles, but he, these decisions are actually looking decent here. You, you, let, you let Goldman go, so you're not paying him any money. Bilal Nichols lands with the Raiders. He's on the physically unable to perform list, um, so that ain't, that ain't great. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll be okay at some point, but uh, you know that's certainly not what you want to hear going into training camp. And uh, the other thing is like you know I, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss Akeem because Akeem was awesome, tremendous personality, great leader, and when he was right, he was a Pro Bowl level player. But I do think that you know the reality is is that the guy missed 20 games the last three years and I just can't imagine that all of a sudden that he's going to get healthy so from a moving on and moving forward and giving guys opportunity standpoint Poles has done that with the Bears defensive line we'll see if guys can step up yeah both of those things can be true right it can be true that they certainly have holes on their defensive line right now that doesn't mean that he made mistakes by casting off all those other guys because as you can see one's not healthy one doesn't want to play and one like you said just missed 20 games in the last three years that's a lot of football to miss and that it doesn't really turn around as you get older you don't all of a sudden begin you don't you don't get more healthy right as, as you get older that that trend kind of continues and so i would i think it would have been a safe bet that akeem would have missed six seven games again this year and so um you know Again, they have holes there, but it doesn't mean that Poles was wrong for, for getting rid of those guys. Who's your guy up front? Is it Jones, Angelo Blackson, Mario Edwards Jr., LaCale London? Who, who's your guy? <laughs> Give me someone, Herb, that you're, it's, it's going to be like Bears fans are going to be talking about come week four of, the, of that crew. Or you can go off the board, I guess, but I don't know where you could go. Listen, on, on first and second down – on first and second down, Kyrus Tunga and Angelo Jackson have to be run stuffers. Like they just, they just have to be. And I think Kyrus Tunga is is big enough and strong enough where he can kind of hold up in the gap. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. But him and Angelo Blackson, they're gonna have to be studs on first and second down. Earn the right to rush the passer, right? They gotta stop the run. Earn the right to rush the passer. So I would I would focus on those two guys first in terms of somebody making plays in the backfield. I'm not excited about none of those guys. I'm laughing because Cap has reappeared. He's just like mumbling back there. Is that a joke? They're going to contend for the number one pick, you lunatics. Hey, Kyrus Tonga. I like Kyrus Tonga. Dude plays with energy. Uh, give me the, give me the, just the, the presence of a Kyrus Tonga, the flowing hair, everything that he brings to the table. I'm in on Kyrus Tonga. Let's go. 
<laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to make a play here. Lakeo London, Cap. The guy that I have no idea what he's going to do, but he's going to do something. We're, we're, nope. Hey, we're looking. Bears fans, you know, listen, all you optimistic ones who check us out here, Wednesdays at 5, ton of training camp shows coming up. Listen, I, I know from when we started the show and when we just creeped uh, right up to 2,000 subscribers, thank you so much, by the way. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, I would not have imagined that we would have gotten this far this fast, so thank you. Uh, and, and it's just going to be a ton of fun this season, no matter what damn ass happens. But, uh, look. Uh, we're, I see you all want some positivity and I'm cool with that. There's no reason on July 20th to bury this team. Let, let's, let's at least, let's at least see them get smoked by the Niners in week one of that field throw four picks before we go in on them. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some time. Like we got a new regime. I'm flucing it up. I see you Ryan Poles. You're doing some quirky things. I don't know why we had to get rid of soup. Didn't love that at all, but whatever. Uh, I, it's it's not gonna you know be the end of the world. Some, sometimes I don't need like that's not gonna be the the reason why the Bears are successful or not successful. It's a little bizarre, but we're, I'm 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 here for some training camp positivity if nothing else this year. Yeah, I mean this is the time. Hope springs eternal right now. Everybody thinks they've got a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl. They don't, right? It's probably five teams that got a legitimate shot. They certainly are not one of those five teams, but they can get some things in place, and I think they can surprise a lot of people. I think they'll. I think that they will establish the run game. I think that David Montgomery will be key. And I think that being able to bootleg off of those things will be good. And I think that we'll see some signs of life in training camp. You got to figure out who's going to throw the ball to, which one of that cluster of receivers is going to step up and be dependable at least. And so I think that, you know, right now is the time to, to look for optimism. This is the time to be like, okay, maybe they can do it. And like you said, if they if, if, if San Francisco rolls in here week one and smokes them, then it's going to get dangerous because you got to go to Lambeau right after that. So now you're staring at 0-2. And then even worse than the 0-2 is the morale because you got smoked by Francisco. That's a game they've got to at least compete and take deep into war. Yeah, I mean, if, if Trey Lance is running all over the field and, and, and throwing dimes into the end zone and, and, and Justin looks terrible. Oh, um, man. That that and the boo birds are out and people are screaming at Lori Lightfoot that Soldier Field sucks. That that would not be the way we need to start the season. But I don't think it's going to go that way. September 11th is going to be sweet. And by the way, if you missed our video from a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago rather, where I walked around Soldier Field, uh, you know, just just if you can go and you can look at it and just see the beauty. When we saw we saw beer pallets, it looked amazing. We walked right up to the gate. We saw the columns. We saw we saw George Hallis. That um that amazing behemoth of a small weird stadium that nobody wants to give any love to but here at the windy city chicago bears podcast we still appreciate you soldier field we do we do we love soldier field and we want it to be on the lake not in Arlington heights which is where we'll be soon yes (laughs) hey uh listen hit that subscribe button so you'll know when shows are coming up and and of course follow uh myself and herb on twitter at the carm and uh, and and if you're not following Herb, you're just not doing things right. At Herb Howard four one one, let's go. Uh, yeah. You guys, I, I, listen. You guys got to be here. Camp. A lot of things going on. A lot of developing stories. We'll do the regulars, but we'll also be popping in all the time. So make sure you're following. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the button so you can get the alerts when we do go live. Things break at camp. We may be like, hey, let's just go talk to our people real fast. 
And so you guys want to be a part of that and get all the information. So make sure you are subscribing, liking, commenting, stay in tune with everything here at the Wendy. We got a lot coming up for y'all during camp. I'm super excited for camp, super excited for the season, super excited for the community. J.O.B. Smith, good to see you. Joseph, love you. Where goes one? Appreciate you jumping in a bunch today. David, I see you as well. Candace, you've been a regular. Appreciate you. Jabari, thank you. Uh, Hunter, you work here, so I'm not going to give you any love and you're a 49ers fan, but thanks for the comment anyway. All right. I, I am uh, – I, I feel good about – I feel good about what's happening here. I feel good about the fact that Jason Peters is singing the praises of our guy, Justin Fields. I feel good about the way uh, people are laying out what would be successful this year. I thank you to uh, – I feel like we're, like, jumping off the uh, – thank you to our guy, Sharp Clark, for his 16-part thread – with the upside case for Justin Fields, that it's made me feel so damn good, Sharp Clark. I love following you, my friend. You're 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 on the case. Appreciate you. Pearl, I'm glad we were able to battle through a, a minor technical issue today and got you rolling. So this is hey, it was uh, good to be back. Shout out to you for the way you held it down last week. I hopped in the comments and just you know kind of part uh, participate in the conversation just from the comment side. And that was fun, man. I got to do that more often. Just hop in the comments. And- and shoot some comments. That was fun. But you held it down, man. I wasn't able to – whatever wasn't working. And I couldn't get in. And I couldn't like, stay in. And my sound was bad. But you were down, sir. Shout out to you. You, you yeah, must have been doing it for a while. I, you, you get no blame. It's it's, uh, it's uh, on our end. So, uh, hey, the, 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 you get you get none of it. And and I, I never want you back in the comments again. But that was just <laughs> – I didn't know it was you last week. So it was super fun. I'm like, who is this dude? This guy's going to be making great comment after great comment. Uh, <laughs> So it was fun. All right, team. Hey, stay safe out there. We'll see you next week, Wednesdays at 5. And, uh, yeah, a lot of training camp shows coming up here. Bear down. Let's go. Stay positive. Let's see what uh, Justin can do here at the start of training camp. A lot of stories are going to be populating uh, with uh, the offensive line, the wide receivers, uh, hey, defensively. Going to be a, a lot of a lot of stuff here. But uh, just remember. I'm excited about Jaquan Brisker. I'm, like, I'm, yeah. He's probably the person I'm most excited about in camp. The guy likes to fly around, he likes to make plays. So when the pads come on, I just want to see him flying around the field and kind of making plays. I want to see how he is in coverage, how he is coming downhill. I think he's going to be a really good football player for the Bears, faster even than – more. I'm more confident in him even than I am in, in Kyler Gordon. That's interesting because I'm I'm confident in both of them, but but those are like like kind of outside of the quarterback. Those yeah. those are two huge fun pieces to watch here, and and maybe that just you know having having a, a, a second quarterback provides a stability to the defense. By the way, if you're good, if Kyler Gordon, if those two guys have good seasons this year with what the Bears are doing up front, you might be talking about Pro Bowlers down the way when you get some actual real pressure coming. So oh, that's legit, man. Yeah, Ryan Pauls, you got a, you got a big job ahead of you. You know this, but uh, we believe in you. At least we. Carm, you and Cap, be safe out there on the boat. Have a good time. Yeah, we're, we're gonna go have some custard. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week. It's football. Um, you know, I think everyone here in that locker room has fun. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. It's hard, especially at this point, whenever, uh, you know, it's game week and we still are kind of learning things. Quarterback position, we do have a lot of pressure and there's a lot of responsibility. And I...
I'll own up to that each and every day. How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. You seem excited. Trust does a good job of putting ownership on everybody on the offense and making sure everyone's accountable. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 